We all know an audio Nazi or two. Um, yeah. <laughs> that argument. Everyone that does a fucking podcast is an audio Nazi. I don't group myself in that, though. Fine, you're more of a an audio Hitler youth. <laughs> the Jugend? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, you're training to be in the SS. <laughs> As you get older, you, you will be the future of the future of Nazi Germany, but by the time you reach it, it would eventually crumble to the Russians. Oh, no. <laughs> like everything else on the internet. No. Everything's a, com- everything's a comes to Russia in the end. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I had, I had Bonn after that. Oh, yeah, I bet you did. Oh. Yeah, yeah, fair enough, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah fine, yeah, fine. I've, I've Bonn on, I've won multiple times. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> Wow. Somebody's jealous. Just kidding. Yeah, I am a little bit. Because, what, Davian's been on twice now. Yes. Bond's been on twice now. So, theoretically, anyone that's ever hosted Strange Times will have more than one sitting on the show. Except for Kat. He's not been on once, though, has he? No. To be fair, if if we count Seamus, Seamus has been on um, just little clips maybe twice or three times. See, that's exactly my point. The only one you haven't had on is Jerry. That's because he's fucking Mr. Radio Silence. <laughs> well, now I've had you on, so the circle is complete. At the end of the day, my dick can do things a vibrator can't. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's not the same at all. It'll... It, well, just like a flashlight. It'll get the job done, just not as well as the real thing. Well, like, you can't do water sports with a fucking vibrator, <laughs> can you? <laughs> If you're into that. No, if you're no, into you can't. <laughs> like, if, if you're into messing about in the bedroom, not my business. <laughs> but if you are, you can't do that with your fucking £63 silver bullet. Sometimes I go, you know that movie that we watched? The one horrible one? Copy the one with it? sad monkeys. The one with sad monkeys where they're, where they're spraying, you know, Chanel in their eyes. No, you know, the no, no, no. It's not fucking that. hilarious. You know the one I'm on about. <laughs> you know, where the monkey... They strapped to the harness, and the bloke starts giving it a vivisection. Yeah, you know, you know the one where they try out the flashlight on the gorilla. You, you know the one where um they start stabbing that beagle with cigarette ends. You know the one. Yeah, great film. What a flick. <laughs> Welcome to episode 30 of the Screams and Moans podcast, the podcast about movies and sex, but not together, because that would be porn. This episode, I have with me Charlie from Strange Times and Gaffa Tapes. Hello. Hello. How are you doing this evening? I'm alright. It's half past midnight, 
and there are people asleep, so I'm talking rather quietly. <laughs> I do tend to keep you Brits up late when we record. That is uh, one downside of being halfway across the world. Well, quarter. I don't sleep anyway, so you're fine. Uh, well, that works then. <laughs> so, been up to anything else lately? Aside from general podcasting, not really, no. Yeah. Mm. Well, I went out and saw a roller derby yesterday. It was the uh, hometown championship, so that was a lot of fun, actually. That means absolutely nothing to me. <laughs> um, girls, hot pants, violence, sports. I like most of those things. Yeah. Put them all together with some loud music, and you have roller derby, really. I'm down for that. Yeah. <laughs> they actually have it in the UK as well. I just, um, I haven't actually been to any thoughts over there. I wouldn't be surprised if we had a local team down our way, because as secluded as we are, we do have quite a few shit sports teams. <laughs> well, to be fair, Minnesota Roller Girls are actually ranked fairly high, and we're, um, we're actually hosting the International Roller Derby Championships this November, which is kind of... I know I'm getting geeky about roller derby, but um, <laughs> I'm actually Once a bit again, excited. It means it means absolutely nothing to me. <laughs> we do actually have a Plymouth roller derby team. What are they called? The, yeah. Um, they are called uh, Plymouth City Roller Girls. Ah. And the girl that they've got on the front picture of the website, she doesn't look like she has any teeth. Oh no! Um, Isn't that kind of par for the course in Plymouth, though? Well, yeah. So, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Right. You can say that, but where did the fucking Mayflower leave from? <laughs> so really, you insult Plymouth, you insult your entire peoples, unless they've skipped the border or were actually there before you, before you killed them all off. Right, before we gave them those infected blankets. Before you decided, wow, I quite like that piece of land over there, but those slightly different coloured people are there. So, let's shoot them. <laughs> and thus began the history of American violence. Yeah, but I... Fun fact, uh, I believe America, during... Since its first ever war, has only had 13 years of peacetime. Are you sure that's not just like a... Is that a legit fact, or is that just... That's a legit fact. That's legit. That Since is... your first war, you've had 13 years of mutual peace. That is crazy to think about. <laughs> I know before the show we were talking about World War II quite a bit, but... Um... <laughs> I, I know my war history for some reason. There you go. You'd be good on a trivia night, depending on the topic. Oh, if it's topics about wrestling... Oh, that's right. You like, like wrestling. WWE. You, Which is in Minneapolis know. tonight. I'm a huge wrestling fan. What, WWE? Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> is, that, is that the house show? WWE house show. I'm looking up. I'm fact-checking the fuck out of that. Yeah, well, I only know because one of my friends is bringing two of his kids tonight, and they were super, super excited about it. Yeah, Did they you know? should be. So, see, that is something uh, that's relevant to you, perhaps. Yeah, no, I, I like my I like my wrestling. A lot. Yeah, I don't really follow wrestling currently. Like I used, I used to watch it, but maybe in my early twenties, I, I was into it as well. But um, well, I've, I've got, a, I've got a tattoo on my arm, which is WWMMRSD, uh, which stands for What Would Macho Man Randy Savage Do? 
<laughs> He'd snap into a Slim Jim. He'd snap into a Slim Jim and drop the elbow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ariel, oh, yeah. Macho man dropping the elbow from the top rope. <laughs> really hoping to wake anybody up. Right, sorry about that. See, I always liked, you know, like Ric Flair, but only because he'd go, woo! Yeah, I know Ric Flair, 16 time world champion, two time WWE Hall of Famer. <laughs> the wheeling, dealing, that? limousine riding, kiss stealing, son of a gun. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I know my wrestling quite well. Like, if there was such an occupation as a wrestling historian, I'd be straight on that. <laughs> You and one of my previous guests, I think, um, Wazus Miller, is really into that as well. He did a show called Thought Hour After Dark. Oh, so, sweet. Yeah. he um, He's super into wrestling as well. <laughs> now I'm like, oh, wrestling geekery. But... Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I love it so much. Wrestling's like... It, I watch it as often as I can. I try not to massively indulge in it, because I know I'll ruin it for myself. But... I I watch it at least four or five hours a week of it. <laughs> I was gonna make a joke about masturbation in the second half of the show at, at that point, but uh... hey, splice it in. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was gonna say, you know, maybe you've got a lot some time for masturbation as well. Maybe an equal amount. Hey. <laughs> No? Well, I guess we'll we'll get to that in the second half of the show. I've got some masturbation fun to talk about. Oh, don't we all, though? I think we do, yeah. <laughs> I think that's, that's probably universal. So. Uh, I can still remember being a horny 15-year-old kid, so... <laughs> that, wasn't, that wasn't that many years ago for you. <laughs> uh, four years ago. Yeah. Yeah, but then again, I'm a 34-year-old woman, so evidently I'm just coming into my peak time. Nowadays, vinyl is making a comeback, and that's not a digital format. Yeah, but that's because people are fucking idiots. <laughs> let's let's listen to this completely impractical way of listening to music. What's that? You've got a tape player. Cool, you can carry around a tape player. Oh, you've got a Walkman. Great. You know, you've got a CD player. Chuck it in your rucksack. It's fine. What, you've got an iPod or an MP3 player or a phone? You can just listen to music digitally. No, a fucking vinyl is like the most impractical way of listening to music. You have to sit in a room. You can't go anywhere else. Fuck you, you absolute cunt. <laughs> I would think it'd be quite relaxing, actually. Yeah, here's, here's an alternative. Just putting some headphones from an iPod. It's, it's all the quality of vinyl, but with the convenience of not looking like an arsehole. <laughs> Not looking like a fucking hipster? Yeah. Go take your fucking mustache faces and your 30 pound haircuts and your scarves and your Don't unnecessary lies. I, I like beards. I do too. Oh. I have a beard. <laughs> but take your fucking 30 pound haircuts, take your scarves, take your practically large fucking, like, glasses that have. The biggest fucking rims around them. Take your skinny jeans that are so tight you can see the imprint of your dick halfway down your leg. Take your waistcoat and fuck off back to Legoland. 
that where hipsters come from? No, it's just a quote from a film. <laughs> it's, it's, from, uh, it's from This Is The End, where uh, Simon Pegg shouts at the aliens, get back in your rocket ship and fuck off back to Legoland. <laughs> it is the quote of the film. Nice. Quotes are, quotes are good. I can occasionally remember quotes. I can never remember actor names. So uh, when we get talking about this movie, if you want to throw those Sorry, in. It, it, it's the world's end, not this is the end. This is the end is the underwhelming comedy with Seth Rogen and James Franco. The world's end is funny. <laughs> also, I fucking hate Seth Rogen. That guy can fuck off. I can almost agree with you on that, I think. Oh, man. Do you know what's really funny? Weed. <laughs> wasn't funny when Tyler Perry did it. It's not funny when you do it. Not Tyler Perry. I'm thinking of the guy from Biodome. Oh, um, Polly Shore? Polly Shore, yeah. wasn't funny when Polly Shore did it. It's not funny when you do it. Fuck off, Seth Rogen. Fuck off back to Canada and just die quietly. I feel like there's going to be a lot of death on this episode, perhaps. There's just a lot of, like, I'm a film student, and there's a lot of things about film I hate. Hmm. I was going to say, with that, it might be a good time to move on to our film then, because then I'm interested to to hear your take on uh, the movie, which... Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, for this episode, I let um, Charlie and I talked about it, and he threw out there that maybe we should check out Manborg, which is a 2011 sci-fi parody <laughs> movie uh also another low budget film i i did actually very, very low budget i was gonna say i did actually look it up and in canadian dollars it was like a thousand literally one thousand canadian dollars that is you know when when i found that out i was like okay it's slightly more impressive but um <laughs> you can you can definitely yeah. tell it's a parody um for those of you who have no idea what we're talking about, basically it's, I don't know, I call it, it's kind of like a, there's a sci-fi hero, obviously, in Manborg. And um, it's basically talking about, you know, where the humans have lost this war against hell. They've lost against the Nazi vampire army led by Count Draculon. <laughs> Count Draculon. <laughs> Which is... When I saw that in the cinema with my brother, it just said, Count Dracula, and then he nudged me and he went, best film ever made. What? And we were happy from that point onwards. <laughs> I'm kind of glad I didn't see this one in the theater, actually. Though it might have been a little bit better in a crowd environment, I think. Uh, kind of oh, a la, like, like, Mystery Science yeah. Theater 3000 going on. <laughs> I, lo I love this film, though. I, I don't know what your opinions are yet, but I love this film. This I'm film is very special to me. Oh, well, I'm kind of torn on this film because um, <laughs> it was fun in the sense that, um, you know, throughout the different scenes, it kind of calls back different sci-fi and video game moments from the 80s and 90s, which yeah, I was a child of the 80s. So <laughs> for me, it very much kind of touched base on that as well, um, even with the Billy Idol lookalike. Uh, yes, I was going to say he was—he is very Billy Idol. Um, can't remember what his character's name is now. Uh, justice, it's called yeah. Justice. Yes, I wanted to say peace, but that's not right. No, it was Justice. Well, he's got one of my favourite lines in the film, which is that guy over there. It says danger. And you look at him. He goes, 
Oh, elevator. Yeah, all right. Yeah, fair enough. Yes. <laughs> and what did you think of his accent as well? I, it was so... Uh, I mean, the the company that made the film, uh, Astron 6, are Canadian. They're not Oz. Yes. And his accent was so bad. I, it, it reminded me of sort of like a, a Jean-Claude Van Damme performance where he's trying not to be Belgium. Okay. Like, <laughs> trying not to be from Belgium. And he's trying to put on this American accent. He's like, I, I have to shave my niche from the terrorists on the train. <laughs> and I well, took like, you a know, plane to Spain. <laughs> yeah. Was it was just, you know, who are you? Oh, no, wait, I'm the chef. You know, he doesn't. Oh, that's not him. He's not in Under Siege, is he? Fuck, that's Steven Seagal. That is Steven Seagal. Oh, that's got my those, favorite line of those film fucking ever. like action film people. They're all the same. Yeah, the very the only one that isn't interchangeable is Arnie, but he made good films. I had to think about that, but I think you're right. I'll, I'll give you that uh, one. Right, Terminator Two, fucking great. Twins, fucking great. True Lies, fucking great. And Kindergarten Cop, amazing. I loved Kindergarten Cop. Who is your daddy, and what does he do? <laughs> that kid was the best. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the one thing about Manborg um, is kind of all the unique characters. Of course, you have the <laughs> dubbed number one martial artist. <laughs> number number one man. Yes, number one man. Um, of course, he's Asian, and it's dubbed over. Uh, yeah, he's he's got that very thick American translated like Asian film accent, like a ninja cop sort of film. Yes, and he's got that very thick. You know, quickly, we must go to save them all. Yes. It's very like it, it's a bloke who's obviously got this very thick American accent. He's trying to sound a little bit Asian, <laughs> yes. and it doesn't it, it doesn't work, and it's very poorly dubbed over. Yes. But, I mean, that's really the point, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, all all the characters are, are kind of that way. Um, <laughs> I mean, even I am man Borg. <laughs> yeah. Who is easily the standout character of that film? <laughs> I don't know. I, I kind of liked Mina. Uh, see, I thought Mina was boring as fuck. I thought... If you're going for two characters that are the best, it's either Manborg or um, the Baron. The Baron, actually. I, was <laughs> I actually have the Baron down as my favorite character of the entire film. Yeah, my favorite scene uh, with the Baron is where he smokes a cigarette and um, the professor goes, didn't you quit? And he goes, ah, oh, just not you as well. <laughs> just like in this full like demon makeup. Just this really sort of camp character. Yes. I uh, see I I actually liked the self-loathing and the you know he's he's after Mina who's supposed to be you know the beautiful hot uh prisoner. Um and you know he's always like so um you know do you uh well if you're not doing anything uh later maybe we could um you know, and she's just like, fuck off. <laughs> fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then he goes back and he's, you know, talking to the professor. He's like, you you know humans. You know, can you can you tell me, do you, do you think she even knows that I'm alive? Like, does she really <laughs> see me? You know, and then he's talking to himself in the mirror, you know, all the time and practicing everything. And he goes and <laughs> goes to bring her flowers. And yeah. <laughs> 
gets caught by Count. Yeah. Yeah, and gets caught by the Count. (laughs) Just for reference, uh, Carl Harbert, the guy who voices Number One Man, he also voices my favorite character from my favorite anime series. He uh, does adult Gohan in uh, Dragon Ball Z. And he's also the narrator for Dragon Ball Z, and that's a very distinct voice he has. Very, very accomplished voice actor, apparently. I was going to say, I didn't, um, I don't know if I've actually ever seen Dragon Ball Z, so... Oh, it's it's my favorite thing to watch if I'm just bored. Ah, but a little bit of trivia for that. But yeah, I mean, kind of all these characters, I mean, essentially... Well, there's a bunch of different pieces to the film, but obviously Manborg started out as a soldier who's taken down during battle and is recreated as this cyborg or Manborg. Um, <laughs> that he doesn't really know where he is or what he's supposed to be doing at the start, but um, eventually, you know, he gets to use all his different weapons. <laughs> yeah. Um, not so I successfully. Mean, yeah, there's one bit in the film that wasn't really visited that makes me really sad, is where he first emerges from the factory where he's been made into Manborg. Uh, some of the vampires are on hover skateboards made yes. out of lasers, and that's never revisited, and that made me really sad. Oh. See, when he was being made, all I could think of the entire time was the opening to Robot Chicken. Yes, I get that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, it reminded me a little bit of... Um, quite obviously Robocop as well. Yeah, yeah, I can see that as well. I think that's what the characters, yeah, very much based off of. Oh, completely. That that was the other thing that I kept thinking of, (laughs) was Robocop, because that was one of the first, um, first films that my mom let us watch that she thought maybe we shouldn't, and it actually... I don't know why, for some reason, RoboCop scared the shit out of me when I was a little kid. (laughs) (laughs) I love RoboCop. (laughs) But yeah, obviously, he's going to fight for the good of of mankind and take revenge on Count Draculon as well. It's kind of the basis of the film. But um, I do think more than that, it's just the different characters and how they interact and how campy the, the film is overall. Yeah. Definitely. Um, it's very. It's it's a very short film as well. It only runs for about an hour. Yes. Which I was so actually kind of. Yeah, oh. you could dedicate just a, an evening to it, really, if you just wanted to get out of the way. Yeah. I was gonna say for me, I think it's partly because I was watching it by myself, where I think it would be better in a crowd environment. I found it a little bit harder to watch, but looking back on it now, having a couple days break from it and thinking about it as a parody and the different things, it kind of makes me actually want to go back and watch it again and see if there's other little, um, you know, points to other, what would you call it, like pop culture references or different things within it, because I think that would actually make it kind of fun. I think if you're looking at it from that perspective, you've got to look at it as a very limited time frame from about, I'd say, mid to late 80s B-movie sort of video nasties. You can't... I don't think it really parodies much of, like, modern cinema. No. It's it's a very specific period of time. But see, for me, that would have been the era in which I grew up. So, Mm. for me, it would kind of, I think, be a little bit more fun that way. Because I definitely noted... You know, um, the video game reference. Because when you look at it, it is shot, especially the fight scenes, in this very 
like video game like way and obviously some of the effects <laughs> do do kind of make me laugh at that point because it's like wow that's fucking ridiculous but <laughs> for a thousand dollar budget it's actually not bad so i really like that because i'm a huge fan of stop motion and like practical effects and i know they're not like up to the level of like ray harryhausen and stuff like um attack of the titans attack of the titans no clash of the titans clash. or something you know yes clash of the titans i'm thinking of attack on Titan. yeah ray harryhausen did the special effects for the original 70s one 60s 70s one with the stop motion skeletons and whatnot and i'm a very big fan of that type of effect so when i see all these giant stop motion creatures it, it brings a big smile to my face <laughs> i could see then why that would um be kind of a plus for this film for you yeah maybe maybe you should is that the kind of movies i know you said you're a film student are you actually interested then in making different types of movies or yeah 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 very much i I think I'd probably rely more on the cinematography side than the directorial side, the more I look into it. As much as I'd love to direct my own film and sort of, like, see a project come to life through my guidance. Yeah. I think cinematographer, where you sort of plan out shots, is more of my thing. But if I could make a sort of, like, Manborg-esque sort of film, that would kind of be my dream film to make. <laughs> and you might be able to make that on, you know, and it's a relatively small budget. Yeah, just finding the right people to do it. That is true as well. <laughs> Only what would yours be centered around? I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot, but... I think I'd like to do a sort of neo-noir mixed with a sort of Blade Runner type film, almost. Sort of like the neo-noir cop drama with a very grimy retro future sci-fi setting that would be quite cool actually think I'd watch Maltese that. think Maltese Falcon meets Alien <laughs> I am trying to mash those two together in my head now I, yeah that's the kind of film I'd love to make yeah yeah no so um yeah I mean we haven't talked much about what happens but I feel like in this movie it's not really that important what happened at least it wasn't to me <laughs> Uh, I, I feel like the plot is secondary to the characters. Correct. And um, like we said, they each kind of have their own quirks and their own thing. And yeah, now that you bring it up that way, I mean, the Mina character was just kind of there to be pseudo eye candy, her and her friend, the badass bitch. Well, right. One, yeah, the, the actress who plays Mina is very attractive, and I did note that down. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, because she kind—it's it, insinuated that it's her sister, who's been turned into like a, a demon-human hybrid, and that's kind of her story arc. But it's not; she 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 serves more of a purpose for the count than she does for herself. Right, and I was gonna say they don't really build on that that story arc very well. It's just like, well, yeah, here it kind of is, and you get one little cut out seeing where you know they used to be sisters well they still are but <laughs> it's a very throwaway scene almost where they you find out they're sisters right it's like well we have to put this here because we think it adds something to the story <laughs> it's 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 continuity for continuity's sake at the end of the day right you know and then you understand why you know they do try to make it 
obvious that the two women uh, have some strong emotions and feelings between them. But I just kind of wrote that off to, you know, women tend to be that way anyway. But maybe yeah. that's a bit cynical on my part. <laughs> I'm, I'm all about the cynical. It's fine. Okay. So um, obviously when you find out it's your sister, it's like, oh, okay. So, But she turns into definitely some crazy demon hybrid at the end when they're having their fight scenes. <laughs> she's, yes, she's no longer human. That's another great scene from uh, Matey, the Australian dude. The name just escaped me again for some reason. Justice. Justice, where he's trying to spell out grenades. Yes. Right, right. Spell out the words. G-R. It's, it's a backwards three. I love that. Grenades. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I didn't really get, is it supposed to be so long that people no longer new language was that kind of supposed to have happened i I think the joke is literally that he's just illiterate okay he's just an idiot basically because the thing is the character is quite badass when you (laughs) see him in the arena he does do some cool shit but he tries to be this awesome like the best character and he tries to be the coolest and the most badass and he's really just a little bit of a dickhead he's definitely a bit of a dickhead Arguably, he's the most endearing character because of that. Because he tries to be this whole, you know, creme de la creme, cool character, the archetypal sort of uh, action film hero. But he's really just a dude who can't read. At the end of the day, yes. At the end of the day, aren't we all just Australian people who can't read? In really bad accents. In really, aren't we all just Canadians pretending to be Australians that can't read at the end of the day? <laughs> hey, that might hit a little closer to home than I like. <laughs> are, are you Canadian? Are you Australian? Because both of them came from England, and we didn't want any of you. So, ouch! <laughs> ouch! Well, yeah. obviously, we didn't want any of you, and that's why we fucking left. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Although I keep, I keep coming back, so I don't know what that says. But I, I mean, that's just me personally, not my people. I don't know what Minnesota is like. You know, oh, did you see the game last night? Yeah. Oh was, yeah. Oh, the Vikings. Oh, they got they did well. Oh yeah, <laughs> but the Packers they did better. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, you take that back. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the other the other day, I was driving down the road, and I saw Steve Buscemi being put into a wood chipper. <laughs> that was a sight for eyes. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's horrible. That's like small town. I'm hoping Minnesota. you haven't seen Fargo, because that could be... Oh, I'm leaving that in. I feel like that can be lost on anyone that's not seen Fargo. <laughs> oh, well, um... <laughs> I, I, I'd quite fancy some pancakes. <laughs> I, I feel like... Well, Fargo, obviously, because I'm from Minnesota, has come up numerous times on the show. So, if people haven't seen it yet, I mean, and, um... Which, they should see both the TV series and the film. I've heard the TV series is really good as well. I haven't actually seen it's got, that. It's got Glenn Howerton from Always Sunny in Philadelphia in it. And he is absolutely incredible. And I'm a big Glenn Howerton fan. 
Then a big Always Sunny fan. I was gonna say Always Sunny is is good. See that again is like American humor that I like <laughs> because it's just so dark and it's just good shit. It is good, but um, <laughs> I guess back to um, <laughs> stories that aren't really there, such as Manborg. Um, I guess if you had to argue for people watching the film, what would you say are kind of your reasons you think people should check out this gem? you love 80s sci-fi, if you love 80s horror, if you love 80s sci-fi horror with bad acting, slightly dark humour, and just good amounts of fun and gore and stuff, and just just a good hour of just entertainment. Watch Manborg. You can't go wrong. It's a safe choice. Yeah, I mean, I'll, def- I'll definitely second that it could be, it could be good, and it's only an hour. Uh, I definitely suggest seeing it with a group of people versus just by yourself. Because I think it would be funnier, <laughs> personally. Yeah. But yeah, I guess as far as that goes, it, it does make me kind of go want to go back and watch it again. But um, I probably wouldn't have said that when I watched it the first uh, the first time the other day. Having had it for a couple days and finding out more about it, such as the budget and and stuff like that. Yeah, it does kind of make me interested in going back and seeing it again so yeah well i guess with that we can take a short break and then we'll get to the second half who do you think you are kidding mr hitler if you think we're on the run we are the boys who will stop your little game we are the boys who who do you think you are kidding, Mr. Hitler, if you think old England's done? Hello, Harry. You're for a pint tonight. I'll see you in the night. Hello, Daddy. What's up? How's the missus? Ah, uh, all right, all right, all right. I'm off down to the coal mines. Find a bit of Bob. Come back later. Might have a steak for dinner. Who knows? Who can afford a steak in today's climate? Oh, the bloody Germans. Da-da-da-da-da-da. Well, you know, I figured um, we could talk about masturbation because everybody does it, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if, if they say they don't know the line. Oh, exactly. Oh, I'd never. Oh, shut your mouth. You're, you're probably the fucking yeah. worst. <laughs> or best. I don't know, whichever way you're looking at it. But, yeah. I um, I figured this was a topic everybody can relate to. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I kind of put out there, you know, first off, just thinking about how much masturbation is too much masturbation, but um, I did kind of open it up to just in general stories of. So, um, yeah, do you have anything in particular that came up when you were thinking about, <laughs> wow, that sounded dirty, um, <laughs> came up when um, you were thinking about being on the show? Um, well, I masturbate fairly often. Uh, I used to masturbate a lot more when I was a teenager, or a younger teenager, should I say, because I think everyone does, especially if you're male, because the whole thing when you're a male and you're a teenager is like, you want to lose your virginity, but if you're like me, you're very uncool and unpopular, so you just resort to masturbating. (laughs) See, where I think women, we get... We get freaked out by the things our bodies do as teenagers, and it, it takes us a bit, and we discover masturbation, I think, a little bit later than males do, but then oh, do it just as yeah. curiously. I think I was probably 11 when I discovered it. Yeah, 
I was I was probably like 12 or 13, but I would say, I mean, I was probably at college or university before it was something that it was like I would talk about or be into. And even then, like a lot of girls that I knew just wouldn't wouldn't talk about it or at least wouldn't admit to it for sure. Yeah. Even then, <laughs> I think males I, are much more likely to just talk about it. I, I've never truly understood the stigma behind it in certain cases, but... I think as time progresses, that stigma is sort of slowly disappearing. Oh, I think that it's that way with a lot of things, but but I guess I would agree as well. Like, do you think, since, you know, you're 19 or so, do you think women your age are, well, I can't say more likely than when I was growing up, because you wouldn't know, but um, more likely to talk about it or admit it or talk about oh, yeah. buying toys yeah. or something like that? Yeah, I was talking to my friend the other day. She's just turned 18. And I was talking to her about it, and she was like, shit, her and my other friend Maddie, those two were talking, and they were sort of like, talking about dildos and stuff, and she's like, yeah, I need to get a new vibrator. And me and Connor were just like, can you fucking, like, not talk about that in front of us? <laughs> and they were like, why not? It's like, because we don't really want to hear it if me and him started talking about, you know, or... Do you need a new flashlight, mate? Yeah, I do. Mine's fucking barns up from the amount of times I've used it. Go and dry, don't I? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, I'm so tempted to bring you one now to the pot up, but um, <laughs> I think it's more of a personal I mean, choice, uh, your choice. And curiosity, would, curiosity would definitely get the better of me, and I probably would end up using it. <laughs> right right then and there, or? <laughs> yeah, I'll just whack out in the middle of a pub and start going for it furiously. <laughs> you might. No, I, um, I used to actually sell for a company, so uh, some of our products were... Different varieties of flashlights, yeah. Well, I've always said that. I don't think I'd ever buy one of my own volition, but if it was gifted to me, yeah, I'd use it. There you go. Something to think about. <laughs> Something for me to think about. That's horrible. Well, what do I have packed for the trip? Oh, well, we've got this. We've got this. Can't forget Charlie's flashlight. Um, <laughs> I think going to love that. <laughs> well, I always bring my vibrator with me and stuff when I come over as well, so... Yeah, that's fair enough. Not that I usually end up using it, but, um, yeah. J just in case. Just in case. You never know when you might need it. But apparently you're sufficient enough again late, they don't apparently need it. <laughs> um, that could be the case. Yes. <laughs> I've never actually seen or held a vibrator. I've obviously seen porn with plenty of vibrators. Right. But I've never actually, like, seen one in person. <laughs> Of the bullet variety or of the... Any. Any, okay. Bullet ones can be fun for couples. I don't even know how that would work for couples. <laughs> well, when she's done with it and he has a go, then he sticks it up his ass. <laughs> well, yeah, that could work as well. Um, I was just thinking I've more used when you slide it between the two of you, so then it's vibrating on her clit while you're banging oh, her. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, I got yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you they know... Have those, they're like little egg things, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, it's just a little yeah. egg. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Those can be fun. Um, well, they can be fun solo as well. I actually bought a toy that I didn't realize. You can actually plug in a bullet, or you can use it on your own. It's like a two-for-one toy. I was kind yeah. of excited about that, actually. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't know, but... Yeah. With my extensive knowledge of dildos. 
right? With your extensive real life experience with all sorts of dildos and vibrators. Yeah, I've, I've got a small wardrobe filled with them for any occasion. Well, you've got to be prepared. But I find like dildos are like a fine wine. Like the longer you own one, the more the, the better it is. <laughs> like, oh, this is great. This is a rampant rabbit, so like a ninety-seven. It's a very rare, very rare unit. You don't you know, see many people, of these around anymore. Like people come around for parties, and you know they take one of the dildos and they deep throat it, and then they just have a little spit into a bucket at the end. <laughs> so well, you've so got to nice be proper. Yeah. 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 No, it's, it's like a wine tasting, but with dildos. Oh, that is so disgusting. Oh my god. You wipe it off with a wet wipe at the end. Jesus Christ. Ugh. You get the little, um, the KFC lemon and lime napkins and you just <laughs> wipe it down after you're done. It would be better if you wiped person. it down with KFC, at least then it tastes good. Well, but then it's not disinfected, is it? And you, you just pass in, or everyone's getting fucking mouth ulcer things, whatever they're called, herpes. Herpes. <laughs> everyone's got cold sores. <laughs> I I don't advocate re- reusing dildos ever. <laughs> but well, I mean, on yourself, yeah, that's fine. But if you if you're sharing it between a group, just wipe it down a bit, you know. <laughs> if it's a butt plug, then. <laughs> I'd, I'd recommend some bleach. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to recommend reusing any, but it, if you were to, you should definitely use bleach. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're deep throwing it, in which case don't bleach, because then you're just going to kill yourself. Yeah, but you never know what you could be putting in your mouth in that case, either. It could be just as deadly, yeah? It's the look of the draw. It's the Russian Russian roulette of uh, sex toys. <laughs> Five of these dildos completely clean while this one has AIDS. You just said that as if it was part of a TV program. Yeah, five, basically five of them leave looking fine and one of them looks like Tom Hanks at the end of Philadelphia. (laughs) Sorry, I'm like, oh, I shouldn't be laughing, but that is fucking hilarious. Look, the first thing I said when you told me, when when we started recording is I like the dark humour. You've been on Strange Times, you know how this works. (laughs) Correct. You can take the man out of strange times, but you can't take the strange times out of the man. Uh, it's it's very true, along with your co-host as well. Um, Doesn't matter which one you're on about, they're all equally offensive when time comes for it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I guess, I mean, I, I asked as well, you know, is there ever too much masturbation? Like, when is masturbation too much masturbation? I can answer that. All right. I once I once masturbated twenty one times in twenty four hours. Ooh, that is <laughs> that is impressive. I think the most I've ever got is seven or eight. Fucking, I, I can do that any day of the week. <laughs> you calling me an amateur? <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> Not even on my level. Oh man. Because <laughs> I was gonna say, in my case, it's typically until the piercings get sore. And then that, that tends to be a problem. I don't have any piercings down there. I don't have any piercings at all, actually. Yeah. But you have tattoos. Yeah. I am a tattoo man. Yes, I'm a very, very avid tattoo fan. I have both. But, um, yeah, if I do it too much, especially um, the one bar gets a little bit a little bit raw and a little bit sore. So that and, um, yeah, depending on the vibrators, actually. Um <laughs> I have to be a little bit concerned, like, who's who's around or who's home, because um, 
vibrating on metal makes a very distinct noise. That's a little bit louder than um, if there's not any. <laughs> well, I guess with that, we could um, move on to the listener answers. So our first listener answer comes from Keith. And he said, once when I was younger, I ended up with the house to myself for the day. Being about 17, you can imagine what Shirley needed tending to. It started out like most wank sessions, a good mag and a bottle of anything slippery. I may have been one of those male aberrations growing up. I was always more interested in reading the forum letters and then letting my imagination run wild, filling in the blanks of the story. Which reminds me... (laughs) Are, are most guys like that, or are you really just in it for the pictures? But, um, I mean, I, I always watch a video because I'm not from the 1950s. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's true. That's It's like the end of an age, actually. But, um, yeah, so he says, Having settled in with an old favorite, I decided to give it a little bit of a twist and substitute the given description for one of Dana Delaney, her being on my mind having just watched Exit to Eden, which was also my introduction to fetishes. Fueled by the hormones and imagination of a 17-year-old, my cock refused to soften after the first three ejaculations, so I decided to see how far I could actually push myself. I just kept going and going, and after about seven, I wasn't even coming anymore. I was just orgasming. And as yeah, long- that's about right. <laughs> Is it? Okay. Yeah, for me it was. Yeah, it was about six or seven, and then it was just like shooting dust out of a cannon. <laughs> Good to know. And um, and as long as I kept going at a rabbit pace, I could keep riding the waves. Dude, that would get exhausting. But um, he says, over and over I rode, each orgasm bringing such a wonderful feeling that I couldn't believe it. I forced myself to stop at 14 within half an hour. What? Wow. <laughs> wow. Like, my record now seems completely <laughs> just null. You're going to have to try to, yeah. I I don't have that stamina anymore. I don't have the stamina anymore. And I think my cock took it personally, denying me of any personal pleasure for a solid week. (laughs) I don't know if that is too much masturbation, but when your dick says, fuck you, this is the best you'll ever get out of me, I think it could be a distinct possibility. (laughs) Holy shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's impressive. Uh, Who's done that in? Um, his name is Keith, so... Keith, hit me up. I want some tips. <laughs> yeah. Contact information at the end of the show, mate. Right. Hit me up. Man. <laughs> yeah, that is... That's intense. Yeah, that's... It's really brutal. <laughs> oh, Todger. Puts others to shame, actually. Yeah. But, um... <laughs> well, let's get on with our other listener answers. So who else do we have? The next one is from Norman Trousers from Casamuth, amazing podcast. Uh, we actually had River Zambezi on one of my podcasts recently, also from Casamuth. But Norman says, if you can light a cigarette at the end of it, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I'm terrible at reading. You and you and Bond. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, we do a podcast together. Can you imagine? <laughs> Norman Trousers from the excellent Casamuth podcast says, if you can light a cigarette off the end of it, then you've probably masturbated a bit too much and a bit too fast. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds fucking painful. <laughs> I've never tried that, but I'm gonna. <laughs> Is it like lighting a fire? You know, you just create that little bit of spark and... I think it's like, um, 
Have you ever seen like a jet fuel lighter? <laughs> Where you, it's like an invisible flame, or like a no, like a car lighter. We just put the tip yeah. of the fag to it, and it just sparks up. Yes. Now I've got an image. <laughs> but would that be because you're putting the tip? Would that be tip to tip lighting? Because I tip th- of the flag, tip of the dick. I think it would have to be tip to tip. tip. <laughs> I've got an image of Norman Trousers trying to light a cigarette tip to tip. Great. I've never seen his face, so that's going to be... I'm just presuming this great big smiley face. This is... <laughs> that, oh, makes it even, that makes it even better. Terrifying. <laughs> that is a little bit terrifying. Would it be glowing as well? Just like... I, I, the... I picture it glowing, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're getting a little too detailed with this. Maybe we should move yeah. on. <laughs> Norman, send us a picture of your dick. I'm going to work some Photoshop magic onto it. I'm going to see what it looks like. <laughs> Maybe if we ask Nice, he'll produce one for the show. <laughs> oh, yeah, he should do. Yeah. <laughs> Well, next, Wayne says, what's this too much masturbation you speak of? <laughs> See, previous two answers. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, it's not enough. <laughs> yeah, you, you've not gotten to the point where you're coming dust. <laughs> you're not coming dust, you're not doing it right. <laughs> if, your piercings, if your piercings aren't bleeding, you've not done it right. <laughs> if there isn't a strange pus that isn't spunk coming out, then you're oh, not gonna Gross. If it hasn't healed over in four hours, then you're not doing it right. <laughs> I think we might be coming to that in some of our next answers. If your dick doesn't look like the Nazi at the end of Indiana Jones after he opens up the Ark of the Covenant where his face is melting off, then you're doing it wrong. <laughs> right, so the next one is from at Rosender on Twitter, presumably. My question is, how little is too little? Well, if your dick doesn't look like the T-Rex's head from Jurassic Park with it being all red and veiny, then you're doing it wrong. <laughs> Isn't there if a happy you... medium before that? <laughs> if if your dick doesn't sound like a broken train whistle by the end of it, you're doing it wrong. If If your dick... I, I feel these are more centric to dick ones. I'll do I'll do a vagina one. Yeah, we need we need some vaginas up in here as well. Yeah. If your vagina doesn't sound like an empty cavern by the end of it, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> if your vagina doesn't resemble the sarlacc pit from Star Wars by the end of it, you're doing it wrong. Oh, see, that was better than mine. I was gonna say if your vagina isn't as dry as the Sahara when you're done, Ooh, you're doing it good. wrong. <laughs> yeah, then we have um, Shane, who says it's all fun and games until the chafing starts. Oh, yeah, and I think uh, <laughs> yeah, I've had chafing before. <laughs> I've given people chafing before. That's a whole other story. That's a story I'd like to hear at some point. That sounds <laughs> that's just impressive not to hear. Okay, so at Beardy and Beast concurs with when there's enough chafing that it starts to bleed. Oh. Hopefully you mm. haven't had that much before. Not bleed, but I've definitely had really bad shaving. Oh. <laughs> and then we've got Steven that just says, a couple of minutes is usually enough for me. <laughs> Isn't it for most guys? I mean, I think... I, yeah. I tend to think that you guys get off quicker than we do. Yeah, I remember talking to my ex-girlfriend about that. She's like, yeah, I've got to be in a certain mood and it'll be like 20 minutes. I'm like, fucking hell, I'll crack right at five minutes in the college bathroom if I need to. <laughs> right. Like, if if I've got the horn, I'll go and deal with that shit. 
Right. Where I think, yeah, we either have to be in a mood or we have to have an image. You know, like an image or um, something to think about in order for us to really get it done. Occasionally, if like it's been a long time, it could be quick, but not generally. Um, no, for men, it's literary. Or for me, I think for most men as well, it's literary. Porn crack out clean up done yeah but then for the amount of time it takes you to finish we've got to deal with the clean up stuff true where we gen i would say we generally don't i mean other than if you're using a toy obviously you have to go clean it but yeah but that's just a wipe down with some kitchen towel yeah <laughs> yeah you guys definitely have a bit more a mess to deal with unless you've been doing it repeatedly 14 times within a half an hour and especially if you haven't shaved for a while and it's starting to grow down there like it has for me right now <laughs> and you've got to sort of like give it a proper vigorously or else it's going to like press into your boxes and you're just going to look a bit of a knob end <laughs> so um yeah i guess with that uh, i'd like to thank everyone who sent in an answer to the show and um as always next episode we'll be looking for your answers and the question is describe your sex life with a movie title or perhaps titles so Lamborg. <laughs> man I am Manborg. I am Manborg. <laughs> That's talking about so, your solo sex life. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, if you do have answers to that, uh, obviously I'll be putting it out on Twitter and on Facebook. But um, as well, you can always email your answers to screamsandmoans at gmail.com. And since it is getting late, I'd just like to thank you, Charlie, for coming on the show today. And, um, it's been great being on after all my bitching and moaning. <laughs> this was not done because of any guilt trips or complaining for like an hour straight a couple weeks ago. It, there's not an entire episode of a podcast that I do dedicated to me not being on this show. No. <laughs> that probably won't be out until months and months after this. <laughs> You'll hear it sometime in early 2017. <laughs> but you remember, you heard it here first. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if, if people want to get in touch with you, uh, either hear more of you on the podcast that you do, or personally get in touch with you, um, where can they do that? Well, there's two podcasts you can find me on. You can find me on the Gaffer Tapes, which is gaffertea.com. That I do with a Mr. Bon Obo, who is a former host of Strange Times. And funnily enough, I am a current host on Strange Times, which you can find on strangetimeshow.com, Strange T Show on Twitter, and everywhere else you can think of social media wise. And you can find me on Twitter at LittleNPT, and I'm on Facebook. If you look up Charlie Finnegan, you'll find me. All right. Well, and as always, if you listeners um <laughs> that sounded really weird um <laughs> you listeners fuckers you fucking cunts you fucking cunts giving me traffic i'll fuck you up downloads always with the downloads um <laughs> but um yeah if anyone wants to get in touch with me on twitter it's at screams and moans and on Facebook, it's the Facebook address slash screams and moans. And with that, I think, um, yeah, maybe it's time to go masturbate. Is that what we're doing now? I'm probably going to jack one off before I go to burn you. Yeah, it's usually, it helps with the sleep, I think. It's so. standard. Yeah, so everyone, go enjoy yourselves. Have a wank and uh, have a good night. <laughs> Bye. Bye.
before when I was driving down the road the other day and I looked out my window and I saw some I saw some cows, I saw some sheep, I I saw some people just walking around in the snow and I saw Steve Buscemi being lowered head first into a uh, into a wood chipper. I, I couldn't believe my eyes. And then I saw Martin Freeman walking around and I've just transitioned into a Welsh accent. And at the end of the day, don't we all want to be Welsh like Jerry Twait? Anyway, I'm going to say goodbye now because I've transferred into my actual natural accent and I've just gone full Devonshire. And I'm really just getting the full range of accents right now. Bye, you fucks.